we need to talk about Jotaro saying, I thought the rain sounded like <laughs> Josuke's voice because it is so fucking stupid. Especially because he also says it around Rohan, who would call bullshit right. on that immediately. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Columbo. Yeah, like but it, Rohan is enjoying being around both of his boyfriends at once I too know. much. Yeah. I kind of feel like flustered. they're just like, do we want this date to break out in fighting? No. <laughs> I mean, you had a good theory about generally who needs to be incapacitated during yes. this fight in order for it to work. So, like, here's the thing. In order for Josuke and Kira to have a showdown where it's just like, bum, 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 oh, no, oh, my God. Oh, now I'm outside your two-meter range. Now I'm inside your two-meter, you know, like, was there a bomb or not? Like, all that shit. You need to have Jotaro not around. Because Jotaro can stop time and move. And you need if to have. He feels like it. Right. And you need to have Okuyasu not around because Okuyasu is overpowered as fuck. Right. So what happens? Okuyasu dies and Jotaro loses one of his defining character traits, <laughs> which is knowing anything. Investigation. Which is investigation and like curiosity yeah. and putting facts together. And same with Rohan and Koichi. Right. And yeah. so it's like. You just kind of, like, Araki was like, like, you can't have them around and have this fight take two episodes. But for some reason, I guess because he had already, like, committed in the past few issues, he had to keep them about 50 feet away the whole time. That's the other <laughs> just thing is not like, knowing. Like, I don't know if you've, like, in, I, I'm just like, it's a, it's a, it's not even a full city block. It's just like a residential. Yeah, it's around a corner. Yeah, they're two blocks away. And, like, almost within eyesight of each other, you yeah. know. And so I don't know if you've ever been, like, like seen a friend from two blocks away but if they you know exploded <laughs> i mean look in the in the first in the first in the entire angelo arc though which is like our introduction to morio it is established that rain can talk and scream so that's a really good point but in that case jojo should be even more because he she should have been like holy shit I heard the rain screaming. Again. I know for sure that's a stand. Right. That, it's just so not. I just yeah. love the idea that like we're in Jotaro's head right now where he's just like, the sound of Josuke screaming. Mm, actually, sometimes rain can sound like Yeah, definitely. Jotaro's a little bit unhinged. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And today we're going to talk to you about time loops. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Killer Queen's belly and how it's a garage door. Oh, well, that too. The <laughs> ultimate crop top. <laughs> Can we just do like a 20 minute talking about <laughs> the physics of Killer Queen's garage door belly? I, I have a feeling that's like, ha- what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> There is some other stuff that I actually find interesting that happens first. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So wait, so we, we open the episode with Hayato having tried and failed to kill Kira with Stray Cat. Yes. Right? And then it turns out Hayato knows how time loops work because he is a modern child. Who he is, watches TV. He's consumed media. And so he figured out from the last time loop when Josuke was talking about how he overslept in this time loop off screen, sneakily look up Josuke's phone number, call his house and like wake him up. Sure. I believe that like when he picked up the phone, he made it look like it was part of the usual phone call situation. Sure. 
Because there is a phone call built into the time loop. Chekhov's phone call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kept thinking, I was like, is that Jotaro? Like, who's calling Yeah, them? for a second I thought it was one of the Morio boys, like, calling and you know, expecting Haido to pick up or something. Yeah. But yeah, I also thought that. But I think that he just, like, hangs out on the phone and then calls and then hangs up. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's also made clear that Kira doesn't remember what's going on. He's just extremely good at piecing things together, right. which is very in character for Kira. And so he once again tells Hayato his real name, uh, but he happens to do it while Josuke's standing right behind him. So, you know, Hayato's not going to get blown up. Right. So Hayato's gamble paid off. Yes. And at the same time, I guess because he interrupted something else in the flow or just interrupted Kira, Rohan does not get exploded. Oh, no, no. The reason Rohan doesn't get exploded is because Josuke goes to punch Kira. Kira has to recall Bites the Dust in order to block the punch. Right. And by recalling Bites the Dust, he has to call off the time loop so then Rohan doesn't die. Right. So this is where, and I I appreciate this and then it gets explained because otherwise it's like, it seems as if Kira has three stands. Even though I needed it to be like quadruply explained to me. (laughs) Right. But like, but yeah, Kira, so like while the time loop is happening, Kira can't like punch things with his stand. He can't blow things up. Yeah, so Kira has one stand, and sometimes it's Killer Queen, sometimes it's Sheer Heart Attack, sometimes it's uh, Bites the it's Dust. It's Killer Queen Act 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, so right. it's like Koichi stand, but it can switch between But he chose three. to name it three more interestingly than Koichi. Yeah, yeah he Kira has a better is, imagination yeah, than Koichi. Just like he's stronger than Koichi. Yeah, say. So that's how it works. So we never saw this, but while Sheer Heart Attack was out... They technically, if they knew who Kira was, they could just go kick his ass and like he would have to recall Sheer Heart Attack in order to defend himself. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I buy that. Which, like, sure. Cool. Great. So Rohan makes like a very stressed out face. He's like, oh! (laughs) And he's like, water touched my neck. (laughs) (laughs) And then... It feels like when Jotaro kisses back there. Ah. Stop it. But we do have... Jotaro and Koichi show up, right? They do. They do. Yeah, I do want to mention that the 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 graphics when Bites the Dust gets called off of like this the cloudy sky with the like sun heart coming through it and then like the weird hand grabbing the clock and all the like all that shit. Yeah, it's just from a, the opening. So cool. Yeah, the the heart part is at the very end of the opening you see Crazy Diamond framing a, a metal heart with his hands. Yeah, so I just, I really like all that. That's the kind of weird like manga anime graphic stuff that, that we were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, good uh, victory animation. It wouldn't look sane if you tried to do it in like a normal show. Well, my next note is that Okuyasu dies, so. Okuyasu does die. Now, as a seasoned JoJo's Bizarre Adventure watcher and a seasoned JoJo's Bizarre Explainer listener, you will probably note that there's no stamp on the screen. Yeah. Which is good for us because if Okuyasu really did die right now, we would all be like sobbing. I mean, I remember watching (laughs) this when it aired and my first reaction was like, oh shit, is this, is Okiyasu finally getting cockyweaned. Yeah, that's the thing. And and the whole episode, I was like that. But then once the episode was over and I was like talking about it, I think with you and with Courtney, like I was like, we were like, well, there's no stamps. So like there's still hope. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, is that this whole deal with Josuke and Okiyasu is like super, super clearly like callbacks to Joseph and Caesar. Like Josuke at one point, I guess develops Hamon powers. And, I did not notice this, and it rules. And he does. He like he literally makes a bubble cutter out of his own blood. Like that's the thing. Yeah. That he yeah. Uses how? To slice. What is the explanation for that? That he heals it back together. Yeah. He. 
the blood is supposed to be with each other? So the blood is, he already has some of his own blood on Kira, so he heals some of his blood towards his blood on <laughs> Okay. There is some like, there is a bunch of confusing blood physics happening, but they mostly are in the next episode, but yeah. I'm going to need some serious What if What if Joseph K is a ghost? Stop it. I don't think Joseph is a ghost. I'm just saying. It's like, you know. He's too corporeal. Well, so. It could he, be ghost physics. He's constantly picking up Okiyasu. And That's true. Moving him around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, a lot of angst and stuff around like Josuke and Okiyasu and Okiyasu's body and all that stuff. It's, it's like, so good. It's really good. It is, my final note on this episode is I forgot how gay this gets. My fra- yeah. my final note on this episode is Josuke and Okiyasu are in love. So. Yeah. So, but the way Okiyasu dies is Kira grabs Plant Cat and like Killer Queen sort of merges with Plant Cat. And we'll get to that. I'm putting a bookmark in that. Okay. But the thing that he does is he turns plant cats air bubbles into bombs and yes. creates like like explo- explodey bullets them. basically or bombs on them yeah okay, yeah. okay that makes sense yeah uh, big bullets and you know hayato's like oh my god are there have there ever been any two stands that are more compatible and i'm kind of like well yeah probably but so yeah so he he blows up like half of Okuyasu's torso, essentially. Right. It's pretty shocking. It's censored, so yeah. I'm not worried. And then Josuke heals his body, but Okuyasu has He the, doesn't like, wake up, and then his soul starts well, He has the steaming. steaming. Well, yeah, and in between, but before that is the whole, like, can I touch him? Can I not touch him? I right. really I really like what Kira does, where he's like, I don't know. Maybe I didn't have time to touch him. There's, but, you know, you could always touch him and sacrifice your life and I, save the life of your friend. I know what you're asking yourself. And by friend, he's, he does Shinyu. say Shinyu yeah. every, he does say Shinyu, every yeah. single time. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, yeah, it's basically... Kira like, ships them, too. It's yeah. basically... I mean, they're, they're in a relationship. Yeah. But it's the Dirty Harry Gambit. The, was that five bullets or six? You right. know, and so like it's, which is you know good, good villain. As stuff. long as you skip the fourth bullet, you're okay. <laughs> but then Hayato, who I guess I feel like Hayato is like, sorry, this is a total divergence. But um, in Dragon Age, there's this thing where like <laughs> dwarves can't use magic, but they can handle the like the mana stuff that mages use to recharge but then like you have this side quest where you meet a dwarf who really wants to study magic because she's a giant nerd and so you end up like helping her go to like get accepted to mage school essentially and i feel like hayato would like go to stand school on waivers as like a non-stand yeah, having he'd be, stand he'd be the one muggle at hogwarts yeah like yeah, that he's kid a squib but he's yeah. like into it yeah he, like i'm just like he's like he knows it's like he can somehow see this. Like, well, I, I like I it gets to the child abuse metaphors where the fact that stands are like an expression of your will and all that. Hayato is like vigilant enough about his not dad that he can read his facial expressions and understand what he is doing with Killer Queen, even if he can't see Killer Queen. Yeah, Hayato's right. got hyper vigilance. And That's later on, Araki does explore the the question of hypervigilance and child abuse in much more explicit detail with important stuff in a future arc. In a future arc, yep. But yeah, for now, it's like, this kid is a really good ref. He's really good at calling plays. And then he becomes Speedwagon. Yeah, he goes (laughs) full, full Speedwagon. He's crying even. Yeah. (laughs) I bet his abs are hot and moist. (laughs) How can you watch Josuke 
about Okuyasu and not cry if you yeah. really oh, think yeah. Okuyasu's dead. I mean, that's the thing. He's yeah. he is it's so just good. like Speedwagon. He is us, the viewer. Yeah. But so he gets so invested in it that that when they get down to the thing, like I appreciate that Hayato is like, no, look, I know he had to plant a bomb on him because he's not planting bombs on anything else, and he can only do one thing at a time. Like I still don't understand why Kira would only be able to do one bomb at once. But fine, sure, great. Because of that, since he's not trying to explode them anymore, therefore Okuyasu must have a bomb on him. And I don't know why Josuke doesn't then just run up on Kira and like break his neck, which would also call off. The oh, bomb. I th- I think he <laughs> wants to. Uh, he, you know, he's still he's just thrown because yeah. Okuyasu might be dead. But yeah, so then Hayato's like, "Oh no, cool! I'll just touch him and set off the bomb." Question though that I only just thought of. Why doesn't Okuyasu explode? Because, Why isn't, because because the thing that is the bomb doesn't explode. Yeah, he's not touching himself. Okay. Uh, but then how did Aya explode? Well, because he, he manually detonated her. Okay. There's like automatic Like he does with the girls. Where he like, he detonates their body, but not the hand. Right, okay. So okay. he so, can. So Kira's bomb stuff is very similar to Josuke's healing stuff in that like, he can he controls a lot about how the physicality of it actually yeah, works. Yeah, and so he can. So it, it's sort of interesting. So the, like, because we see him have the complete automatic stand, which is sheer heart attack. And so it seems like Killer right. Queen. It's like he can set something, and then like it will automatically trigger if anyone touches it, or he can manually like put a bomb on something and wait. Well, it's like the difference between like in Zelda, where you have like three options with a bomb, right? If you have a detonatable bomb, then you can like put it in a place and then run away and then detonate it whenever you want. Or you can put the bomb down somewhere, run away and wait for it to automatically go off. Right. Or you can hold it until it's about to go off and throw it so that it detonates at the exact right time. So I just remembered though, when sheer heart attack, the tank is out, Kira still has Killer Queen. Killer Queen is just missing part of his hand. Right. Oh, right. Yes. Yes, I think that because that's sense. what because when Koichi like grabs yeah him. yeah yeah sure but that seems to make that seems to it to does make sense it's just weird track it's just it's just a rocky it's but it does seem to track it's like he can't yeah. do other things with his hand when his hand is away yeah I guess it's like is it his bomb hand is it the is it the thummy detonatory no hand? it's actually his other hand I don't know. I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like, so could Killer Queen touch something and turn it into a bomb while Sheer Heart Attack is running? And I think the answer is yes. I don't but that's know. because Sheer Did Heart Attack is a fully automatic stand. I don't remember. Write in. Yeah. I Explain yeesh. Jojo at gmail.com. Tell us if how that seems to track. If yeah. That actually is consistent. The point is, is that tiny. I think part of it is that since Bites the Dust is tiny Killer Queen, I think it's just shrinking ink Killer Queen. Right, it's like when it's like when uh, they shrink to go into jo- Joseph's uh, brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And somehow, when he's small, he can also control time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Time is stored in the eyes. Well, we already <laughs> talked about how it's really just an adding a condition and a reason. yeah, it is. So yeah, it's just an additional line of of language. I want to talk about the garage door. Oh, the okay. best part. You mean sexy Krang? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, Killer Queen. With plant cat in his stomach, it's is like a, a horny version uh, of Krang from Teenage Mutant. It's Ninja Krang's persona. <laughs> I have it's an true because they're both kitty cats. Uh huh. Krang's an- persona is a kitty cat, and that kitty cat <laughs> is Killer Queen with stray cat inside of him. I have an actual question about the garage door, which is, I mean, it's obviously an automatic. automatic no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, 
But no, my actual question is, so we know that Hayato can see Stray Cat. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We know that. So, but we know that Hayato can't see stands because he doesn't yes. have one. Though we also know that if he were arrowed, he would be way stronger than Kuichi and would have like a totally badass stand. I think yeah. Hayato would just take over the town. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, side note. <laughs> I mean, he'd he have some surveillance stand. It yeah. would be really creepy. Ooh. Yeah, he would. Man. He, so Stray Cat should be like bobbing around. Like floating. floating around in midair. So my thought is that Stray Cat is making air reflect sunlight, like making like a weird bubble shield around himself. Like Wamu. To, yeah. Like Wamu. Yeah. Well, because at certain points when the when Kira starts firing the bubbles, like even Hayato stops being able to see them. Yeah, but that's a an air bubble. That's not an air bubble around a cat. Right, right. I'm just saying. It's like they, they right. seem to disappear. And so maybe that's a thing that... But, but what's that's inside just, them doesn't disappear. The light goes through. I don't right. know. But also, so. like, if you... Bubbles, it makes sense that you might not be able to see a bubble of air. Right. But if there was a thing inside that bubble, yeah. like, for example, a scarf, for example, or, you know... Yeah, or like a lip ring. Yeah, you'd be able to see it. So my theory is that stands are not just invisible. They're invisibility cloaks. I see. So, like, if a stand ate a piece of food, that food would not, like, you wouldn't see the food travel. I don't, I don't, okay. Do we have anything to support that? Have we ever seen a stand put something in its mouth? I mean, no. yeah, a vanilla ice's stand cream. Well, but yeah. it's not eating. But, that, but we've but, never seen a non- but also, but also, he has a warp in his mouth, yeah. right? Yeah. So, well, so, I, so yeah. we can't talk about this in specific, but in part five, there is a stand that, that, eats. that regularly eats, like, food off of people's plates. Yes, right. regularly. And, and that food does disappear. Yeah, so anything inside the body of a stand becomes invisible if you can't see the stand. So really, like, they could all be magicians. Like, Jotaro could More just- importantly, <laughs> they could all have butt plugs in at any given time. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is that, like, Jotaro could, like, put his arm inside Star Platinum's mouth and be like, where'd my hand go? Depends how big Star Platinum's mouth is. I think it's pretty big. <laughs> you think Jotaro's whole arm could fit inside there? Yes. I mean, Jotaro's arm is pretty big. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just saying that you could do like weird shit with like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. You could like smuggle a gun inside a stand. Yeah. Like. But yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, you could put all kinds of things in there. Yeah. It's like a pocket storage, which clearly it is because Kira puts yeah. Stray Cat in there. Do all st- stands don't have organs, right? So are they just hollow in there? I think it depends on the stand. Maybe the stand can just move its organs aside. What I'm saying is this explains where all their luggage was in Stardust Crusaders. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You're right. And the only one who couldn't figure it out was Polnareff in his dirty bag. (laughs) (laughs) And Polnareff was like, what? Where are you guys keeping that? So basically, their stands are their butlers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my only other note is just that the amount of trauma that Hayato has now after like exploding oh, yeah. himself and getting put back yeah, together. Yeah, like, we didn't talk about it. So he like, he gets blown up and then Josuke is like, I feel like Josuke must have started healing like the second Hayato jumped, you yeah. know? Like, and so it's just as he's exploding, he's healing. Well, yeah. and, and Josuke is like, you seem really tough. Are you sure you're a middle schooler? Cause yeah. <laughs> he's like, Cause yeah. I got a friend who's a high schooler and he's not he's really like, as tough as like you. He's yeah. like, he, I got he a, almost died. <laughs> I, I got an arrow with your name on it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> if I were Hayato, I, I would for sure arrow myself because you know you're not going to die. You know you're going to get a fucking badass stand with I like 20 powers. I was While you were talking earlier, I was just imagining what it would be like for Hayato to like try and like start dating people and be like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, you know, you know, like how you, you know, you, you explode. You know how you like record your parents. Like, <laughs> <just> like, 
all his like reference stuff, all his like childhood anecdotes would be so upsetting. Well, but he did grow up in Morio. I guess that's probably a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, I remember when. Yeah, they're yeah, they're like in my house. Yeah, they're like six of my friends disappeared between the years of 1990 and 1994. You know. Yeah, Yeah, but basically, he can just never like move to a city and try and like have (laughs) a a normal normal. relationship. No, he has to either move. He has to either stay put or move to Venice, where everyone has stands, or uh, or that town in like Pakistan. Yeah. yeah, where everyone is a stand user. Yeah, that's it. That's his only <laughs> you can choices. Go to Cairo. We can go to Rome. There's like there's choices. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They have a lot of. Uh, I mean, it's really wherever the pirate club has has headquarters. Has, yeah, 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 London, of course. Has a branch. Yeah, cool. But yeah, so that's the end of part one, and then part one ends on Josuke refusing to put Okiyasu's body down while trying to run away into like a house, a stranger's like house, like Achilles and Patroclus. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly yes. like that. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Rohan would leave for having a dry neck. <laughs>